0: Hey everyone, this is Mukul and this is Swapnil. Welcome to Going Slow Podcast, where we discuss our product journeys and also have casual discussions around life, universe, and everything in between.
1: Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode nine of Going Slow Podcast. Hey Swapnil. How's it going?
0: Hey Mukul. Everything is going great. It's been a good week um yeah how about you how is
1: everything so fully recharged and uh, productive week then right
0: yeah yeah i think in a long time december was very slow <laughs> but yeah i think the last week was super super productive
1: for me too, it was extremely productive in a way because we were looking forward to submit our new app and there was so many back and forth because we released a new app after a year so whatever we knew to submit the app the whole thing got modified or changed in some way and due to which like we had to try again and again to submit the same thing and we were like whoa (laughs) one after, after just one year there are so many changes we had to do to make to just submit and make it in review shopify has a very good review process and it's strict in a way that there are two steps in that review when you submit the app there is a bot review so there are like automated steps which bot will check like for example it will check that certain fields are already filled or not like for example have you put in support email have you put in privacy url have you put in all the things which are needed then it will also check something like if webhooks are properly authenticated your web urls are properly authenticated are they throwing proper errors or not so and certain urls to hit for gdpr stuff like if you are hitting this gdpr endpoint does your server returning proper date so after, once that bot review gets successful it goes to a human review like then a person reviews the app the functionality and if there are any comments on that they will uh, add a like a note that hey these are the points which you have to work on then they approve and then uh, that get listed so it is very streamlined and it is like they are very responsive like we got i would say uh, a review by a person in just one to two days so that was extremely fast we didn't expect that
0: got it so like this feels like a great quality assurance testing um is is there like a limit uh of the number of reviews that you can do for example if it gets rejected is there like a cool off period Uh,
1: no currently no so basically what happened was um there were a few errors which we were trying to f- fix, so just to check like whether that error is fixed or not we submitted app again and again and again. So after that we got an email that hey your app has been rejected um, and if you like try to submit again and again and again like for example if you spam spam it then it might lead to suspension. So you get that message, and I think if you try to spam it, they will either suspend the app or the entire partner account. So I think that check is in place already. So yeah, that might, uh, so they have like taken like very big steps to help the app review team. Yeah,
0: got it. And you also mentioned you should have like a GDPR endpoint in place. What what is that? I've never heard of that.
1: So those those endpoints are specifically I think for European policies because in Europe data is very very I would say uh needs to be handled carefully. So it's it's just an endpoint that like if a shop has uninstalled your app then you have to delete all the data associated with that shop in like next 2 months so those gdpr endpoints is to ensure that hey this is this is the timeline please remove the sh- data related to the shops basically
0: like, can you, can you so, walk me through the flow so like what is the endpoint meant for what what does the request contain what do you have to return in the response in the
1: so yeah so yeah in the response it's simple it's just like you have to process it uh, and. response uh, you have to return response like success response you have to return 200 response if you don't return 200 response that means uh, it's an error that means you have not done that thing correctly so they will basically send a like connect with you and all those things that means that you have not uh, followed the gdpr pattern and that in that sense they will connect with you second is uh, basically they will send something like shop in case of customers they will send something like a customer id every customer has a customer id every shop has a shop id so using that customer id and shop id you have to delete all the data associated with that shop id and customer id so it's like a privacy thing you cannot hold so basically if you have an app and if someone is installing the app and uninstalling the app you cannot hold that person's data you just have to delete it so I I think that's a great major because to ensure privacy and security. So yeah, I mean, best is to ensure that there is no I mean you're not storing data, or personal data or customer data or the data of some user which they have uninstalled already.
0: Got it. So, is this endpoint like, called internally when someone deletes an account, or is this something by the client itself?
1: It's called by the Shopify itself. Basically, Shopify okay. manages it itself. So, Shopify consider uh, assume Shopify is like a central entity, and on the left hand side there is a store and on the right hand side we have apps so basically whenever shop is uninstalled it goes to the central entity Shopify letting them know that hey shop has been uninstalled and then this central entity Shopify will basically send webhooks, alerts that hey the shop has been uninstalled and then it will trigger all the webhooks like GDPR webhooks all the post app uninstalled webhook it will then trigger after
0: that Got it. Super interesting. So Shopify is making sure that you acknowledge that you have deleted the data yeah yes
1: yes we have to make ensure that like it's amazing like especially the webhook architecture they have created it's uh really amazing because because everything we are like very closely associated with shopify right so anything anything happens like if order is created if product is created draft order is created in all scenarios we get alerts and those alerts are very, I would say, the scale at which they are happening is insane. And the level of, I would say, reliability there is extremely, extremely high. Yeah, this is... So, small, like, like, small, like, we have two apps, like Appointo and Dev. Appointo has processed in last one year around 2.5 million webhooks and uh, depo almost processed around 1 million webhooks so yeah i mean it was like uh, the, the the number is like over time obviously Like over time one year one and a half year but it feels uh really good to see oh man <laughs> there were so many so many things happened the is yeah
0: What's your text stack Like, where is all of your code?
1: Host? Our text tag is extremely, extremely simple because that's our idea to keep it extremely simple. We use Ruby on Rails for backend for deployment. That's it. Got it. And Heroku takes the
0: <laughs> think, um, auto scaling.
1: Uh, yes, yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's totally worth it. Like, the tech stack we have, it, it has helped us a lot of time because, uh, ruby on rails is amazing first and heroku mix with ruby on rails it, it's almost like it almost takes all of your pains away types you just have to focus on your business logic if it that is correct then that then that solves the issue in basically and also like shopify has provided like a, a front-end ui library already called polaris so in that case what happens is like whatever you build it almost looks like the same ui as shopify so it almost looks embedded so we don't have to take care of design and all this thing because whatever you will build in that embedded design it will almost look like it's part of shopify so that's a good great thing too this is
0: interesting so you mentioned you have another app depot and then in in the past episodes you talked about another app signed panda and then you have like a platform independent version as well. So, so how do you think about releasing multiple apps versus doubling down on existing ones? Like what was the thought process around?
1: Yeah, I mean, in our cases, we basically are doing whatever we want to do kind of like <laughs> in that sense. So in, in our thought process was like, this is a good problem to solve. Uh, with respect to sign panda we try to validate few things that hey is this problem like worthy enough to solve like basically does this have a market first of all so after all this calculation we realize that hey this has a market so we kind of think in like in terms of like for example we are at $15,000 MR now at this point our goal is to like in one year we reach that milestone in next year like in 2022 our goal is to at least double it because it's like almost same right like 15 if you're reaching in one year the second year you should reach 30 or more basically because you have the foundation so our goal to reach that point is so we we are saw so thought processes we have to go there anyhow like we can go there by doubling down on a point two, or we can basically build multiple apps in the ecosystem, whatever works, whatever floats the boat. So, so we thought, Hey, like the sign Panda has potential. And in terms of that, and if we could just add like $1,000 in like next six months, with respect to that, it will move us closer to the goal we have right so that's why we release like multiple like this app and with respect to doubling down on a point of, we are actually doubling down but i but we feel that there is a lot of uncertainty in that area or i would say inexperience on on our side like how exactly we should move forward how exactly we should do things how exactly we should go this way so in that cases we get a little stuck or we get a little slow i would say so Our goal is to improve on it slowly, but not to halt our MRR in the process. So it's just like you do things which are working well, like continuously, and you also try new things which are not (laughs) working well. So yeah, I think think
0: that this is like a good question to ask other people in this field as well. And like we were talking before that, you know, after some episodes, we want to have guests as well. So yeah. we can like actually ask those people how do they navigated the one to two journey and how they thought about doubling down and exploring other stuff so yeah i think this feels like a good topic for episode number yeah
1: definitely yeah that would be a great question to ask and actually uh, i i was a call with few people yesterday and there was a great perspective there too why you should double down and not go multiple apps around so the uh, reason was basically when you're doubling down. So now you have a foundation ready, you have some credibility that, Hey, for example, in case of a point, o like a point, o, you have an app, which is doing XXX and which is helping this many customers, which has helped like a customers to increase their booking from 30 to 50%. So in that case, you have credibility, the appointment is a system booking system that is like your credibility. Now you can basically go deeper. And build integrations and partnership with different platforms so you can say hey the see like I have like for example if you're going for a big brand you can say that hey like we have a booking app that can basically help you solve any appointment related issues you have if you have any custom requests do let us know we'll work on it and making customize for you and for that we'll have like a custom plan which is like which will be like a very enterprise based and high so that will generate like a big amount of revenue and it will bring like a big customers to your app so that is like this point they mentioned and it actually make made sense and uh, yeah hopefully we will try to uh, so we thought like we should also try this that we should also try to pitch it we 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 should try to pitch our app as like basically a booking system which can help you increase your revenue something like which can help you increase your scheduling system and also the revenue so it then becomes like an app which helps you with conversion like your uh, money conversion your sales conversion so in that case we want to try to target like new brands and listen to their problems what exactly they have and then build like customized solution for them and then have an customized enterprise plan for them so that we can get big ticket items but i would say this is like just a start for now we'll get to know how it goes into the future
0: this also aligns with the saying that we that do one thing well and that is your yeah. unique positioning in the market. That makes sense. I want to switch gears a bit and I have this question for you, which is like, how do you explain to your family what you do? Yeah,
1: that's a tough, that's <laughs> a tough question. Yeah, because, <laughs> because for like more like uh, in my room, like basically working on something or working on a laptop and it's like what exactly are you doing and when are you going to get a job like that was the question i i had to i had like few times and yeah i mean i have tried to explain like exactly what i'm trying to do and stuff but i think they have that saying that it's risky and all that but now they have they are starting to realize oh it's a good it's a good trade or something like that when it was almost zero when i quit my job it was extremely tough because at that point at that point it was very difficult to explain why exactly it's worth it like why exactly are you leaving like a high paying job to earn like a small amount like (laughs) <laughs> in a, yeah, it's, it will see to I would say extremely difficult in so, that phase. How, what about you how, though? Like, wha- how, how, how did you explain?
0: So, my reasoning was very simple. I told them, I want to try something on my own. Would you rather have me doing it now or five years down the line? So, they were like, do it now, do it now. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's almost like uh, a... <laughs> Hustay haste blackmailing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I had been thinking like... I wanted to start just right after college as well. So, they knew that... He wants to do it. Um, he's passionate about it. So, they knew that he will do it. When I finally took that decision. So, that was my reasoning to them. That hey, this is a good time. Because... I don't have a lot of responsibilities. So I don't have that pressure to, you know, like if it doesn't work out in six months, I don't have that pressure to go back. So I'll, I'll be able to give a fair shot. Otherwise, if you get rushed back into a job in six months, then you're back to square one, wherein you're still considering that, you know, you will want to do this somewhere down the line. So I was like, hey, I want to just, you know, do this once and for all so that if it doesn't work out, I can be content with myself that okay you gave a fair shot that's that's fine a lot of things don't work out as per our wishes that's fine but you won't have that regret of not trying which is which sort of finally convince them okay do it now uh don't do it five years down the line and they were like very clear don't do it five years down the line
1: <laughs> definitely uh, i actually said the same thing i actually told them that i want one year for one year you will not say anything to me That what am I doing or why are you not doing a job like just one year because I said that see I have calculated that I have enough savings for uh, us for one year so I will just do I'll try to pursue these things as deep as long as I can and after one year if it doesn't work then I'll get a job (laughs) so I I told him explicitly that and and then they were like okay cool let's 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 do that i think in 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 our case i think it feels uh, that it would it was little bit was simpler in a way because i had a co-founder so there was someone who was quitting with me Uh, but i think in your case because i can say that hey the person i'm working with is also quitting (laughs) (laughs) so uh, we are in it together but in your case it's like solo person quitting so i i I feel it must be lot lot tougher
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i think it was tough for sure but
1: um but yeah Uh, i was just curious about this like when you quit like were you the only person who quit or any of your friends in any of your did you know someone in your friend circle who quit too
0: no, no. At that time, it, it was a solar thing.
1: That <laughs> gets a lot scarier then again, <laughs>
0: right? It yeah, it was, scary. it was scary for sure. It, it sort of did not hit me uh, exactly when I left, but around two, three months later on on in that week when, you know, when, when usually your salary gets credited after 2 3 months it sort of hit me because it was that day of the month and nothing <laughs> i did not get that sms and then like i could see the balance going down because in that time frame i hadn't really reduced my expenses so now my expenses are like really really small compared to what i had uh, back then but just after i quit Like I took some time to reduce expenses. So like bank balance was going down in the usual way and there was no topping up. That was when it really hit me. Okay, you need to figure this out.
1: (laughs) I think that is one of the biggest, maybe many people don't quit. I mean, many, many people don't quit because there are obviously other Things like family and other uh, interests they have, which takes that financial amount. But but there are many people who are already financially secure and they also don't want to quit realizing that basically your ba- bank balance will go in negative once you quit. And that uncertainty that whether you will able to achieve that amount once again or something like that. But, yeah,
0: that is that is there. But I also feel that it's easier to do this when you're younger because you haven't you haven't been in that space for a long time so when i talk to my seniors like in in office about this thing so they they were like they're not even giving this a thought because they were like doesn't doesn't make sense It, it feels like a different world altogether now i think just now having been on the other side having had both experiences whatever decision i i or you take maybe five days down the line that would like a more informed decision of what works better and it's also phase as well you might like something in a particular phase something else in a particular phase so yeah but but yeah fun fun so far
1: yeah I, i totally agree with that because so when i think of it like i quit my job when i was 26 so it's, I almost feel like every person goes through his own experience journey where, he's like, where he doesn't know about anything. Then he goes through some failures to realize that, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. And then at certain point he realize oh, this is what we need to uh, basically get things done or uh, make build stuff. Uh, so earlier you go through that graph the better like for example if you start at 23 20 22 it's better to reach go through that phase in the early phase of your life where you do not have much dependency and later you just you are in a very good state you are in a good state of mind something like that so i uh, i personally feel like in our case like whenever at this point we might think that oh we should have done it sooner because after things happen, we realize that, oh, it should, we should, we should be able to do that. If we would have done it like a lot sooner, it mm. would have been a lot better. Again.
0: <laughs> but, yeah.
1: yeah. It's almost yeah. like a
0: rite of passage. Um, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: But at, at the same time, it's, it's not for everyone as well, right? Because we, it's like a very meta thing wherein we have only experienced one path of it, which is we don't know what it feels like not have this journey now right it's like the yeah. curse of knowledge now we, we can't we can't empathize with the other side now so whatever we talk with each other that's sort of like already biased
1: <laughs> obviously obviously yeah I mean, then definitely and also like did, did, did you ever feel like you need to have a co-founder or were you okay with solo thing from the start
0: okay good question I knew that I wanted to have a co-founder. I was just not in a rush to find one. Probably because I had been part of some startups before that and even in college. So I knew that if, if you just pick someone random just for the sake of it, it's more likely that you get the opposite of synergy. So instead of one plus one equaling three, having someone wrong would would actually bring you. And that happened actually in one of the startups as well, wherein I was with someone uh, working on an idea. And after a few months for, for some reason, of course, the reasons would be valid, but for some reason, the other person chose to go back to a job. And that sort of made me go into a spiral that, okay, now this person has left. What, what do I do now? So yeah, I think after that, I was like, let's make solo decisions, be be on the lookout for good people as well. Mm, makes, sense. makes sense. What about yeah, you? I mean, how, how did you co- find your co-founder and like what, what, like, how do you feel we, about importance of a co-founder?
1: So we are from the same college, same lobby, same hostel so we know each other from a long, very long time and when we started working on the app so we were both technically okay and good like so our skills were complementing each other basically so in that case and our thought process was very similar because uh, our thought process in that way that we, so we had certain set of rules when we decided to work on Apps and when we were, I would say, both working part time on this, so the rules were simple. First rule was basically we do not want to raise at least in the start, like at least for a long, long time, like that should be the last thought. Second, we don't want to disrupt or anything, we just want to make something which will generate some revenue either in the Shopify space or any space which will give us. (laughs) anything opportunity so third was to quit we need a certain amount to make it like at least it will cover our monthly expenses that it should cover at least basic our monthly expense so that was our thing so uh, we totally basically both on board with were on board on all those points that hey these are the points and last point which totally helped us with respect to how we look at money because we both had had saved up enough money to go for a year. So in that case, basically it helped us a lot in deciding that, oh, okay, like when we are generating like, ramen profitable kind of revenue, we can go over full time and then see for one year and then realize that, Hey, whether we want to continue or not. So there were a lot of, I would say ideas, which were totally aligned in our cases. And that helped us a lot. Basically,
0: this feels like a very good value alignment. Like now I'm just like thinking that there should be a platform wherein people can just come and put down what you know these things and then you like actually match people on that Uh, because co-founder matching is is very hard it's very hard many many people i know they want to do it but they the first roadblock that they have in mind is i can't find a co-founder and the tech skills and the other hard skills is something you can learn on the go like you also you also learned a lot of non-tech things during execution, right? So I think those can be learned, but the core foundation between you and your co-founder, I think that is something which is like quite good, and I think that is something which should happen more.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it also in our case it because our perspective in things was very similar because we had a similar kind of journey so perspective and learnings were bit similar more or less in case like for example if someone is coming from a different background the perspective is totally different so in that case if if it is okay to yeah i mean if it is okay then that's perfect like but i i think in terms of like co-founder if more than product i would say product idea execution if you are like if you have like a connection with your co-founder that's like the best thing because ideas products that will iterate over time that will go to a place from nothing to everything over a period of time but how co-founders handle the rough times how like when things go south how they go through that part i think that is like the deciding make or break kind of point (laughs) that will either break the things because there is no liability right there is no incentive there is no money there (laughs) so anyone can leave at any point and say that hey i want i'm doing this job or i'm doing this thing so only thing at that point is just that (laughs) long dream or Whatever insight in motivation they have, or that trust in each other, that <laughs> so I think that is very much required because I, I think in the early stage there's no incentive. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think you, you put this very well, and I just thought of how we can just do like an MVP if people and just test if people really want it. So, what I want the listeners to do if they're looking for a co founder is just tag us on Twitter. Our handle is going slow board. And just list down your value system. What is something you are looking for? What is something that motivates you? What are your thoughts on raising money? What are your thoughts on disrupting? Are you someone who wants to disrupt something? Or are you okay with a product, which is, you know, which, which does not disrupt anything in a big way? What are your other thoughts? I think, when do you quit? Yeah. How do you look at money? Do you have savings? How long of a savings do you have? And if someone is looking for a co-founder, just tweet at us at Going Slow Pod with, with like a, I don't know, with answers, with brief answers to these questions and we'll see what we can do. Maybe we'll set you up with someone. I think this, this is like a good ROI activity. What do you think? Uh,
1: definitely, definitely To it. would be fun and it we would definitely love to help as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, uh, for us, like the definitely the co-founder thing and a ground set of rules really helped us. The reason is like that basically filter out lot of ideas. <laughs> that <laughs> if you are trying to do something and then you realize that oh, it, this doesn't fit the rules we
0: have. Yeah, yeah. That, that is the best part about startups or indie hacking in general, which is it's sort of you're like creating a win-win for everyone. So you're actually creating value and then capturing some of it so anything you do it to grow that is all sort of increasing the pie it's not a zero-sum game basically
1: yeah i mean when i think of it like it's such a great time to be in i cannot even imagine like if a person can go zero to life-changing wealth in like three four years of time i can't imagine that to be happening in like last 50 years, last 100 years, and so like basically, previously, one generation has to go through that process over their lifetime, and then the next generation used to have <laughs> all the fun. <laughs> but <laughs> now, I see a lot of people generating life or generation changing wealth over a period of time, and it's all happening over the internet. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, it's like I mean, why there's no
0: why does next generation get to have fun? Why why can't we have fun? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, and and the best part is there is no, I mean, nationality and race and cars and all those gender and all those things like it just things people do and then they're getting rewarded for it
0: for it's like it a long left- for TV. yeah yeah cool then folks this time we have a different CTA for you. <laughs> So if you're looking for a co-founder, just let us know what your value system is. You can maybe rewind this episode to listen to some of the topics that we talked about again and just give us some brief answers on your value system and tag us. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can set you up with someone. So yeah, until then, uh, stay curious and don't forget to have fun.